okay so this audio is basically i'm recording for the reading 45 measures of financial risk now the whole topic is divided into first seven loss okay now out of these first seven loss three loss first three loss are covered in the previous topics of capm that is the mean variance framework so these three topic must not be burden for you now we are coming to the fourth LOS which is on the VAR value at risk clear now you have the basic uh, interpretation of the value at risk if I say that uh, my portfolio is portfolio is of 100 crores and tomorrow tomorrow I am 95% confident my maximum loss is 10 crore tomorrow I am 95% confidence that my maximum loss is 10 crore but there is a 5% probability that my losses can exceed 5% so this will tell you my what amount of value is at risk tomorrow and at what percentage it is giving me two different values one is the amount which is at risk and what is the probability of that risk like as I said the 95% probability that I will lose tomorrow maximum 10 crores but still there is 5% which tells me about that my losses can exceed 10 crores and that's probability is 5% now one of the method to calculate the value at risk is delta normal war okay now see the word normal okay means that means some distribution assumed delta normal war some distribution assumed over here which distribution normal distribution is assumed over here clear so what is the formula to find out the war mu mu minus z into sd mu minus z into sd that will come in terms of percentage but if you multiply it with the asset value it will become your amount clear that what is your loss clear mu is the mean of return z comes from the probability table okay now this is a this is a left tail this is a left tail so ensure that you will be taking a single tail means for 95 percent confidence interval that means your right side full area is 95 and left side you will be cutting at 5 percent that 5 percent will belong to 1.65 now you can calculate the war for days month quarter semi-annually or even years here so now your war is dependent upon what factor mean standard deviation and z clear now if you'll see z is subjective from people to people at what confidence interval you want to find out war clear also also one more factor which is important is the number of days whether you want to find out the war for tomorrow for one week for one month for one year so these are the two parameters which are fluctuating while calculating the war you will calculate the war for tomorrow you will calculate the war for one week getting my point you want to know what is your value at risk for the one week for the one month so if you will increase so if you will increase your holding period your war will increase if you will increase your holding period your war will increase also if you will increase the confidence level your war will increase so if you are increasing the confidence level war will increase at an increasing rate but now if you want to the want to know the rate at which the war will change if you will increase the holding period it depends upon the mean okay if your mean is equals to zero if your mean is equals to zero 
then you know that war is totally dependent upon the standard deviation that will make the time in terms of square root so war will rise with the square root of the holding period war will rise with the square root of the holding period but if your mu is greater if your mu or we can say mean is greater than zero then the war will rise at a lower rate and eventually it will decrease war will rise at a lower rate and eventually it will decrease because mu is a positive sign na so if uh, mu is positive then definitely it will reduce your war at the later period of time because when you are increasing the holding period your mu will become bigger and because of which your war will decrease now while estimating the war there are two types of risk one is the model risk another one is the implementation risk model risk is basically comes from the wrong assumptions okay if you are if you are creating a model and in that model you are making wrong assumptions it will arise model risk and implementation risk is the error from implementing means you have the data you have the correct model but you are unable to implement it properly in the right scenario in the right place in the right time this leads to implementation risk now there is a limitation with the war that uh, it actually tells you the expected amount of loss okay but it does not tell you the actual amount of loss means there is a 95% surety that losses will not exceed 10 crore but there is 5% surety the losses can exceed 10 crore then where it will stop how much can be the loss based on that 5% so there is always a question mark now suppose if the question will uh, come like this uh, do war will able to calculate the risk for non normal distribution can war calculate the risk for non normal distribution your answer is yes that yes it can calculate the risk for the non normal distribution data okay but but war estimates may be unreliable in that case means it is saying that war is saying that yes sir i can calculate it for you even if you are non normal but please don't rely on my results but please don't rely on my results now a very important line make sure that you will listen it very carefully the measure of war also violate the coherent risk measure property of subadditivity the measure of war also violate the coherent risk measure property of subadditivity when return distribution is non elliptical when return distribution is non not elliptical so means they try to say that war works well with the elliptical return distribution or you can say normal distribution elliptical return distribution or normal distribution but if your distribution is not elliptical if your distribution is not normal it will give you unreliable results and it will also violate the properties of the coherent risk measure that is subadditivity so till now we are done with the four lws three which are based on the concept of capm and the fourth which is based on the concept of war clear now coming to the next lws that is our fifth lws which is the coherent risk measures so over here the four properties are discussed one is the monotonicity subadditivity positive homogeneity and the translation invariance 
so they are trying to say that if you pick up any if you pick up any risk measure okay whether it's standard deviation whether it's sharp ratio whether it's war whether it's beta what they want is that in that risk measure there must be these four properties that is monotonicity sub additivity positive homogeneity and translation invariance now what is the meaning of monotonicity it says that the portfolio or the script whose future returns are expected to be high okay then its risk is going to be lesser clear positive homogeneity it says that if you will increase the size of the portfolio then the size of the risk will also increase as soon as you will make the portfolio from 10 crores to 100 crores the risk of the portfolio will also increase accordingly and the translation invariance is saying that if you will increase the cash to your portfolio this will reduce the amount of risk of your portfolio and if anyone will ask you which is the most important property of coherent risk measure then sub additivity is the important property of coherent risk measure now it says that in a portfolio if suppose you have four assets asset a b c and d clear now they are saying that if you will add the risk of all four if you will add the risk of all four and if you will find out the risk of the portfolio this says that either it should be equal or the portfolio should have lesser risk as compared to the sum of all but portfolio risk cannot be greater than the sum of the risk of all assets clear what they mean to say that if i will combine or all four suppose the risk came out to be 40 if i'll combine all four suppose the risk came out to be 40 it says that if you will calculate the risk of the portfolio if you will calculate the risk of the portfolio either it should be equal to 40 or less than 40 but the portfolio risk cannot be greater than 40 why because they say that there will be some amount of diversification benefits because of because of the correlation so we are done with the five lws now two lwss are based on the expected shortfall means you are now going into the tail of the war the war where you are calculating that there is a 5% chances that losses can be greater than 10 crores now you are entering into that to identify that what is the expected loss of the tail what is the expected loss of the tail so there is a formula given for the expected shortfall make sure that you will learn that formula because that is very important for the exam now trust me it's going to very easy because in that formula the value of the mu given to you value of the standard deviation will be given to you value of x will be given to you value of z will be given to you and you know the value of pi clear that is 3.1416 simply if you will be able to remember the formula and if question will come to you from this area you just need to put up the value and you will take the easy marks out of it so make sure that you will not lose this formula now see the word expected expected means the average so what they are taking in the tail in the left side of the 5 percentage whatever war is given to you they give equal weightage to all the values and they take the average of that clear now another name for expected shortfall is conditional war why conditional war it says that you have breached that 5% level now 
you are into that now tell me what is the loss clear so expected shortfall is conditional war or expected tail losses now you want to know the what are the losses in the tails so now tell me with the common sense whether war will be greater than expected shortfall or expected shortfall will be greater than war the answer is expected shortfall will be greater than war why because i am going into the tails and in the tails there are huge losses so now in the formula they will be giving you the value of x that is equals to your confidence level and z is coming from the probability table now war does not satisfy the property of subadditivity clear but expected shortfall have the ability to satisfy the property of subadditivity so what is the meaning of uh, subadditivity the meaning is that the sum of the risk of all the portfolio must not exceed the risk of the portfolio clear sum of the risk of all the asset in the portfolio must not exceed the risk of the portfolio but with war but with war we have seen that the sum of the asset of the portfolio is less than the risk of the portfolio sum of the assets in the portfolio is less than the risk of the portfolio as a whole that's why war does not satisfy the property of sub additivity but expected short shortfall will satisfy the property so now if war expected shortfall satisfy the property of sub additivity that means that expected shortfall method is more appropriate than war method in solving the problem of portfolio optimization now let us understand that why expected shortfall is better than war so the first reason is that expected sh shortfall satisfy all the properties of coherent risk measure expected shortfall satisfies all the properties of coherent risk measure including subadditivity but war does not clear now war satisfy these properties for normal distribution if the distribution is normal then war will satisfy the properties otherwise not but expected shortfall is not dependent on that case clear next just make sure that you will remember this that the portfolio risk surface for expected shortfall is convex just like the curve of the bond just like the curve of the bond because the expected shortfall satisfy the properties of subadditivity that's why it is more appropriate for solving portfolio optimization issues clear now expected shortfall given estimate of the magnitude of losses for unfavorable event if something wrong will happen then expected shortfall will able to tell you that this will be your expected amount of losses but war will not be able to tell you that beyond 10 crores what will be your losses clear now if you will look at the assumptions so expected shortfall have lesser assumptions as compared to war so this is the reason that expected shortfall is better than the war again i am repeating the four reasons that why expected shortfall is better number 1 all properties of coherent risk measure including subadditivity war satisfy them but only if the distribution is normal apart from that expected shortfall surface risk surface is convex and and it is better in 
portfolio optimization then it tells you about the estimates for the unfavorable event and the last one is with the least amount of assumptions relative to war now coming to the last ls of this topic which is the spectral risk measure now if you look at the expected shortfall they are giving equal weights to all the values in the tail clear but this spectral risk measure is actually going to give different weights to the different tail losses clear that's the different bit difference between the expected shortfall and the risk spectrum clear so what is the weight for the tail losses it is going to be 1 divided by 1 minus confidence interval now if you remember the war war gives 100% weight to a single number war gives 100% weight to the single number of that is 10 crores clear similarly similarly the spectral risk measure is giving the weights to those specific risk measures and giving zero weight to all the other values but expected shortfall is giving the equal weights to all the values war gives the weight only to a single value as 100% spectral risk measure pick up say they will pick up say 10 numbers and they will assign different weights to them clear so a spectral risk measure is a special case of value at risk so if you will see the war they are giving 100% weight to a single value that means they are giving the weights to all those risk which is towards the left means even they are giving 0% weight to the higher losses and expected shortfall is giving equal weights to all the values towards the left this suggests that the investors are risk neutral with respect to losses because i am giving equal weights to all the i am giving equal weights to all the losses towards the left so this suggests that the investors are risk neutral because when you are giving higher uh, equal weights even to the higher losses and equal weight to the lower losses that this suggests that you are not afraid of risk because if you are afraid of risk you would have given higher weight to the higher risk clear but if you are giving equal weights that means what you are risk neutral but the reality is that the investors are not risk neutral they are risk averse so spectral risk measure come up with the fact that different investors have different risk profile they love the risk some don't love the risk so accordingly they try to give the weight based on the preference of the investors clear so spectral risk measure is talking mostly about the weights to the risk clear so we have covered all the aloses given in this particular topic and i have given you the overview that what is there also make sure that in the coherent risk measure there are some equations given for monotonicity subadditivity positive homogeneity and translation invariance make sure that you will remember all that as well because they can also come in the exam okay they won't ask you to solve anything out of uh, this but yes they can ask you that which equation belong to which name clear so i am ending this lecture here only thank you